What were the discussions around this uh, event? I'm sure that there was a symbolism of it, but there was some sort of um, experience sharing about tackling malaria. Thank you. Good afternoon, Sepiso, and good afternoon to the listeners. Uh, Sepiso, let me not start by today, because today it was just one event which took place today out of the total of three days when all the SADC ministers were here. Do you allow me to do that? Please go ahead, Minister. Yes. Look, the, the, this, this meeting was a meeting of all the ministers of SADC within the SADC region. It's an annual meeting that takes place every November. It moves from country to country. This time it came to South Africa because recently South Africa is serving as the chair of SADC. In this type of meeting, so we discuss a lot of issues about health because there are quite a number of issues on health which no country can solve alone if it works alone. It's not only malaria, but this year specifically, we focused more on malaria than on any other issue because there's been an upswing on upside of malaria uh, in seven in seven other countries, which originally had, uh, had done very well in the control of malaria. But suddenly, because of climatic conditions, as you know, there's an issue of climate change where rain, you know, is no longer predictable and all that. So they've, they've been that upset, and we thought, Sadek ministers need to come together and look together into it. So on Wednesday, we met specifically to, to discuss that issue of malaria for, the, for half a day. Then the rest of the day on Wednesday, we had a team from Geneva from the World Health Organization, who took us through what they call a simulation exercise. A simulation exercise is what do you do if there's an outbreak of, of, of a pandemic, like, you know, the outbreak of pandemic plague in, 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 in Madagascar. What will happen to the other countries? What should we do? How, how should we act? What should be our relationship with Madagascar? Do we close the borders? We recruit them, etc., etc. That was on Wednesday. Okay. Then, Thursday, the whole day, it was an AGM, annual general meeting. We were reviewing the previous programs. It was started malaria. Allow me to interrupt you here, Minister, because the line's also breaking a bit. Now, South or Sub Saharan Africa carries a just disproportionate uh, share of the global malaria burden. The cases and deaths, 91% of malaria deaths occur here. I hear you talk about climate change, but is it also not the fact that uh, there are still too many cases of this life-threatening uh, disease uh, claiming lives? Okay, we'll see if we can get him back on the line, or if not, um, so you you can talk to us uh, about this. Um, as I say, 91% of malaria deaths occur in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, so those figures from 2015, but it's still a disproportionate share of the global malaria burden. What can we do to uh, impact on this? And it's a, a curable uh, disease, but yet many young women, non-immune and uh, pregnant women, young children fall pregnant or rather fall uh, ill of this. Okay, so uh, the Minister of Health back on the line with us. So what I was asking, Minister, is uh, while I hear what you're saying, the concern always will be that this is 
a life-threatening disease but a curable one. And yet sub-Saharan Africa still carries a disproportionate high share of the global malaria uh, burden. What are we Dr. doing? Come again. I'm asking. It's a curable disease and a, a, a big share. I'm saying while it's life-threatening, we as sub-Saharan Africa carry the disproportionately high share of it, something that can be cured. The question is why and what are we doing to prevent further cases? No, 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 no. As far as malaria is concerned, we do not necessarily share a disproportionate uh, portion of the global figures of malaria. Uh, it is definitely curable, but a very dangerous uh, disease. The, the mainstay of fighting malaria at Sebiso is to control mosquitoes. And the mainstay of controlling mosquitoes is to spray them with DDT. There is no other method which is as effective as curing it with DDT. The problem is that Africa has been confused by Western countries who at times say they don't want to encourage the use of DDT because it's a persistent organic pollutant. They'll give mosquito nets in Africa. People must live behind nets. That, that has caused confusion. And we have cleared this matter because we have even taken it to heads of state in a meeting which was held in Abuja that unless Africa, the whole of Africa, use DDT very effectively, we'll never be able to, to, to defeat malaria because all the countries around the world that were able to eradicate malaria. They used DDT. Europe did so. America did so. We have just been reported in this conference that Sri Lanka has just done so. And we don't understand why African countries are being confused to use something else. And that's what has been delaying the process. So what are the current figures, Minister? Because the ones that I have as of 2015 is that 91% of malaria deaths occur here in sub-Saharan Africa. Yes, I thought you were saying SADC. No, I say Sub-Saharan. If you say Sub-Saharan Africa, I will agree. Say so 100% because remember, all the infectious disease, an overwhelming number will always occur in Sub-Saharan Africa because all infectious disease are socioeconomic in nature. All of them. Doesn't matter whether it's malaria, TB, HIV, a plague, whatever. As long as it's a disease that occurs through an infection, Sub-Saharan Africa will be the home of that disease. Unfortunately, those are the facts of life. So it's not only about malaria. I was questioning you when you said disproportionate pattern because I thought you were referring to SADC specifically. But right. if you say sub-Saharan Africa, you are very correct. All right. Thank you very much, Minister Dr. Health. The, the Health Minister, Dr. Arun Muzalidi.